Come on, you got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old, seize the gap! Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap so you can stop being so inefficient. I'm Jamie G. Esquire of the Fifth, Master of the Blue Tent, and I'm here with Magnum Mills to break down all of your Week 8 waiver wire options. This is where you need to be. Thank you, sir. I am Magnum Mills over here attempting to seize the gap, and you can also seize the gap on your favorite podcast platform. Find us by searching for Seize the Gap. You can find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF, and you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please do the like, subscribe, follow thing. Helps us out a lot. Helps people find the show. We really appreciate it. Please and thank you very much. How are we going to help them fantasy owners this week? Well, fantasy owners, what we're going to do here is pretty standard. We're going to talk about your waiver wire options in your usual kind of standard PPR league, we'll call it. It's what you would play in on ESPN. 12 teams, you start nine or 10 guys, you have a five, six man bench, you know, PPR scoring, pretty straightforward. You only start one quarterback. Towards the end of the show, we will talk about deeper leagues, some options there, some super flex options. In general, we will try to give you players who are owned in less than 50% of ESPN fantasy football leagues. Let's start with the quarterback position. I hope that you weren't starting Matty Ice or Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady. Mills, we really need some help here. The quarterback position is a mess this year. Dude, long possible long-term ads in this standard league. Dude, I got nothing. Never fear. Jamie G has a beer and also some week eight quarterback streaming options to help your ass out. Okay. We're here for you guys. We got you up first. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Danny trips, Danny Jones. Yes. Mr. Danny trips and falls and goes boom, boom himself. He's traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And you know, he might've fallen again last week. But the Bastard also scored over 20 fantasy points. It's a big deal. Seattle's defense has been better lately, but Jones has the dual threat upside that we're looking for in the quarterback position. Next up, another kind of journeyman guy, Marcus Mariota. All right, the Atlanta Falcons are at home. They're against the Carolina Panthers. Mariota definitely disappointed us last week, but once again, He's got the dual threat upside that we want in our quarterback position. Sooner or later, one of Kyle Pitts or Drake London has to have that monster game. I mean, they have to, right? Finally, this is an interesting one, Magna Mills. We've got Malik Willis. Yeah, everyone forgot about him. Quarterback out of Liberty, drafted in the third round. The rookie quarterback for the Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston. Please note, that it's not a given. Willis will start here, okay? So we're going to have to keep a close eye on this injury report. But I think that it's more likely than not that he does. And once again, Willis has the dual threat capability, and I would expect him to tuck it and run quite a bit if he's forced to start here. The results might not be pretty, but again, fantasy points, it could be nice. We hope you noticed the theme. Running quarterbacks. It helps to be able to score points more than one way. The same reason we like running backs who catch the ball. And speaking of that, let's just move on to the running back position. And thanks for bailing me out on the quarterbacks there, by the way. 
Uh, right at the top, Michael Carter is still owned in more than 50% of leagues, but if he was dropped, go ahead and pick him up despite the trade for James Robinson. Robinson is still owned in over 90% of leagues, so if you're playing in one of those 18 leagues or whatever and he's out there, you go ahead and add him there. Otherwise, I would say add Baltimore Ravens running back Gus Edwards. I still think that is going to be some kind of split job, and to be honest with you, the Ravens just aren't doing a good job running the ball in general, but Edwards looked pretty good in his return here out there in a lot of leagues, so I would spend a fair amount of fab to go ahead and get him if you're struggling with the running back position. Next up, we have Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs. It was kind of a big deal when you got the, the Schefter tweet that he was going to start or whatever. He started, but it was still CH who got in the end zone, and Jarek McKinnon, who played the most snaps, I don't mind any of these guys as a flex. And if Pacheco's out there, you can go ahead and add him. But barring an injury, he's probably just going to be a guy, again, you're, you're using as a flex on a bye week, something like that. Next up, Dante Foreman, the Carolina Panthers running back. Had a nice game, over 100 yards, found the end zone twice. Chuba Hubbard went down with an injury. Not supposed to be serious, but there is a chance that Foreman could be looking at a week or two of having that backfield mostly to himself. Not that the Carolina Panthers starting running back is going to be the greatest thing to own, but at this point in the fantasy season, any starting running back is something worth owning. Next up is Tyler Algier, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. The rookie has come on the past couple of weeks, seeing his role grow. Yes, he is probably going to get pushed back a little bit when Cordero Patterson and or Damian Williams eventually return, but I like the kid's talent. The Falcons are trying to commit to the running game, so if he's out there, he's a nice guy to add. See what happens. Again, these unheralded rookie running backs sometimes are the guys that end up winning your league in December. Then let's get a little bit older here, go with Latavius Murray, running back for the Denver Broncos. Mike Boone just went to IR. Melvin Gordon looks like he's running in quicksand. The Broncos just signed Marlon Mack. Murray is probably their best option right now. So if he's out there, go ahead and add him. But again, being the best running back option on a shitty offense isn't necessarily great. That just goes to speak to the status of the position right now. Uh, Kerwin Williams of the Los Angeles Rams is a nice speculative ad with Cam Makers on the outs and Daryl Henderson struggling to stay healthy and impress at times. Uh, kid out of Notre Dame had a bad combine, but some nice film together in college. He's on IR right now, but should return soon. So he's a nice player to talk on your bench. And then finally, Alexander Madison, he's a handcuff for Dalvin Cook on the Minnesota Vikings. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues when the Vikings were on a bye. So if he was dropped in your league, nice guy to hold. He's always filled in very well when Cook's been injured. That was much better than the quarterback ads. How is the wide receiver position looking this week? I would say it's uh, it's no gabagoo. It's more like cloudy with a chance of meh. It's fine, I guess. Uh, Tyler Boyd's out there at about 50% of leagues. Any given week, one of the Bengals wide receivers is going to go off. Maybe two of them, probably not all three. So he's a guy you're going to be frustrated if you're starting every week, but he does have a nice ceiling if you're looking to rotate a wide receiver three, bi-week flex, something like that. George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers, rookie wide receiver, is owned in just a tick over fantasy of fit. George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rookie wide receiver, is owned in just a tick over 50% of leagues, but I am going to cheat a little bit here because dude is a fucking baller. He might even push Deontay Johnson by the end of the year to be the wide receiver one over there. I think Kenny Pickett's going to eventually take a step forward here. So I'm definitely still adding Pickens, despite the Steelers struggling a bit. Juan Dolly Robinson, rookie wide receiver for the New York Giants, is pretty much their de facto wide receiver one. He's still ramping up after missing the early part of the season with an injury. This is a guy you can get on the train early. He's not going to be, you know, the alpha wide receiver one type of guy but he should lead that offense in targets and that is definitely something worth owning next up we have one of jamie g's guys that's isaiah mckenzie of the buffalo bills again he's going to be a bob he's going to be a boomer bus guy but he's going to have some big weeks you want guys on these good offenses the bills are one of the best offenses in the league 
McKenzie might disappoint, only have four points here, five points there, but he's also capable of going off for 25 points. You don't find that a lot in the waiver wire. Again, another guy who was dropped with the Bills on a bye last week. Josh Palmer of the Los Angeles Chargers missed last week with a concussion, but it looks like Michael Williams is going to miss a couple of weeks at least with a high ankle sprain. Palmer has generally been better in the slot, and I expect uh, Keenan Allen to be back to fill that role after the Chargers bye, but Palmer could definitely play some out wide in place of Williams. So as long as you're willing to hold him through the bye next week, he's a guy you can pick up. And then finally, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, DJ Sharks on IR, Amon Ross St. Brown got knocked out. Apparently he's not in the concussion protocol. It was just kind of the new thing when they're being cautious with him or whatever. I would expect him to play, but again, he's been banged up all season. Reynolds has shown that he can be solid as the fill-in wide receiver one when necessary. So if you own him on Ross St. Brown, especially if you got bench base, go ahead, add Reynolds, even if he's not necessarily a guy you're going to look to start right away. Now you're cooking. Anything at tight end, or is it onto the streamers? Oh, you know what? I, I don't want to kill any more crickets, so I think I got two for you. Uh, first option here is another rookie, Greg Dulcich, rookie tight end for the Denver Broncos. He's pretty clearly taken over as the tight end one since he was activated off the pup list or IR or what have you last week. Played two games, been very solid in both of them, especially impressive for a rookie tight end. They've hyped him up quite a bit. Not a guy I'll probably want to start against Jacksonville in London this week, but he's worth adding here again, given the dearth of options at the tight end position. And I also say, go ahead, add Hayden Hurst. He's a better streamer as the Bengals travel to Cleveland this week. And he's been kind of solid as that fourth option in the passing game, kind of trades off his third option some games. Wish he got a little bit more volume. But again, the Bengals have one of the better passing offenses in the league, and you always... You want to have a piece of that big pie. And the Bengals, they got a pretty big pie right now. That they do. And no need to worry. I've got a couple of tight end streaming options for you as well here in week eight. First up is probably the least surprising tight end streamer you've heard. And of again, <laughs> that's Evan Ingram of the Jacksonville Jaguars facing off against the Broncos in London. Nothing sexy here. Not a lot of science to it. But he should get you six to ten points without scoring the touchdown and if he manages to find the end zone you'll be very happy with his production just a guy you can kind of plug in there when you need to pretty pretty frequently honestly next up is another guy we told you to stream last week and that's bucks rookie tight end Cade Otten he's traveling to Baltimore for Thursday night football this week and appears to have a decent floor and much like Evan Ingram if he finds the end zone he should be a solid tight end this week I don't expect Cameron Brait to make it back on the short week. Julio Jones is probably also out. I think he gets the targets here. Really solid option for you on a streamer. Finally, we've got Chris Myarik of the New York Football Giants. They're traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And you might be asking yourself, just who in the ever-loving hell is Chris Myarik? Well, you're, you're not crazy. That's a really good question. He's in line to be the Giants' starting tight end after Daniel Bellinger's injury. The Giants literally only have like three healthy players on offense right now, so he should see a few targets, and the Seahawks are one of the worst teams at defending the tight end position. We also saw how much Bellinger was involved prior to his injury. Chris Myara could be the dude to step right in there. Yeah, they're definitely lacking in non-Saquon Barkley red zone options and. uh I like the way you're running over there, dude. You're running hot. How about a couple of DST streamers while you're at it? Hotter 
than a pumpkin spice, baby. Let's do some DST streamers. First up, Jacksonville Jags, okay? The Jaguars are taking on the Denver Broncos in London. And Brett, not Mark, Brett Ripien will be starting at quarterback for the Broncos. If not, it'll be a very injured, kind of shitty Russell Wilson. Either way, it's a wheels up for the Jags D this week. I like them a lot. Next up is the Tennessee Titans D traveling to face division rival Houston Texans, who I think last time I checked only have one win on the season. Look, the Texans shows some improvement against the Raiders, but they're still an excellent team to target for sacks and turnovers. Dougie Mills is just not the guy. Uh, I think this is a solid play here. Tennessee's defense looked really good last week. Finally, I can't believe I'm saying this, but give me a little Washington Commanders defense and special teams traveling to Indianapolis to square off against Sam Erlinger, who's making his first career start for the Colts. The Commanders defense did a pretty damn good job against Aaron Rodgers last week. I'm liking their chances of what they can do against this guy. I also like Ron Rivera against, you know, non-experienced quarterbacks. History has shown he's done well. If Heineke can keep, keep you know, points on the board, this this team can really force uh, the, the Colts into being a one-dimensional team. I, I like the Washington Commanders here. Mills, I can't believe I like anything about the Commanders, but this week, I like this. You have to start somewhere, and for a franchise that needs total, you know, top-down change, starting with them streaming as a DST in fantasy is probably the bare minimum, but it's something. You have to start somewhere. I, I like those options, dude. I'm, I'm buying what you're selling. Let's move on to our ads for deep leagues and super flex leagues. I've got a few options here. Please note these guys should be available in most leagues, but they will not necessarily be available in every league. Every league is different, so it's tough to guess or tell who you would have out there. Let's go to quarterback first. And generally, again, these are for super flex leagues or for a league that's so deep where every starting quarterback is owned. I think you at least have to add P.J. Walker. He could very well be the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback from here on out. So he's at the top of this list. His baby G Manchin, Sam Ellinger, quarterback for the Colts. Looks like he's in line to start the rest of the way for them. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but he's probably a guy, again, available in damn near every league. So go ahead, super flex, add him. In Desmond Ritter is probably owned in most Superflex leagues, but maybe not in deeper leagues. At some point, I could see the Falcons kind of wanting to see what they have in Ritter. Mariota's been fine, but he's done nothing to indicate that he will be the future going forward. Uh, same deal for Sam Howell, rookie quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Heineke won the game against the Packers. Wentz could be back at some point, but it will not surprise me at all for the Commanders to elect to see what they have in Howell at some point this season. And then finally, Kyle Trask for the Buccaneers. He's just sitting there. I'm not saying that Brady's going to retire or get traded or something, but if Trask were to play for some reason, he does have a decent stable of weapons. And I don't know, maybe Father Time finally caught up with Tom Brady. I, I don't really think it's on Brady, but again, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin. I have at least some level of interest there. At the running back position, we already talked about Isaiah Pacheco. Just want to mention Jarek McKinnon here. Looks to have the passing game role for the Chiefs for the most part. Not that they're playing catch-up a lot, but again, that's something valuable to own. So I've had a lot of success in the playoffs last year. Rashad White, rookie running back for the Bucs, has seen his playing time pick up as the season's gone along. Again, the Bucs offense does not look the greatest right now, but I really like White's talent. Craig Reynolds is a kind of unheralded third running back for the Detroit Lions. 
Jamal Williams had a big fumble last week. Dan Campbell was very unhappy. If DeAndre Swift is still out, it's not impossible that Reynolds gets a little burn. Again, another guy that should be out there in basically every league. Justice Hill looks like he might be the RB2 behind Gus Edwards right now for the Ravens. Love Hill. Always loved his talent. He's really struggled with injuries. I'd like to see him get a real shot to do something. Matt Brady is Saquon Barkley's handcuff. They don't have anything else, really. That's something worth owning. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan, again, Joe Mixon handcuff. Solid in the passing game. If Mixon were to be hurt, he'd be a nice villain. And Jalen Warren, basically cut, copy, paste that analysis. If something happens to Najee Harris, he'd be a nice guy that you could use as RB2 or high-end flex. And at wide receiver, Paris Campbell finally had a good game. I've been waiting for like three or four years. Shout out the Ohio State alum, who I drafted a lot of uh, on the turn, first, second round in rookie drafts his rookie year. Marquise Goodwin caught two touchdowns for the Seattle Seahawks. He could be in for a bigger role. It looks like DK Metcalf's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. I like them to give a shot to Dwayne Eskridge, but dude keeps fumbling and not looking good. Feels like another wasted rookie draft pick for me there. Darius Slayton is the other wide receiver that's getting real burned for the New York Giants. It does not seem they have any interest in playing Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Tony. so Slayton's the other guy over there. Terrace Marshall. He was a highly drafted rookie for the Carolina Panthers last year. Did absolutely nothing. Caught a long touchdown this week. He is going to finally get some burn as the Panthers just try to see what the hell they have as far as their young players. Who knows? You throw them the ball, good things can happen. Right, DJ Moore? KJ Hamler could probably be the Bronco most likely to get traded. I've always loved his talent as a deep threat. Would love to see him unlocked somewhere else. So I'm adding him just on the off chance that he does get traded. DeAndre Carter could be the other guy who works outside for the Chargers while Mike Williams is injured. Van Jefferson was designated to return from IR by the Rams. They've desperately needed someone else on that offense. He's looked good at times, at least as a deep threat. Could add a dimension to that offense. Worth picking up in a deeper league. And Taekwon Thornton, the rookie wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Dude has the most juice of anybody in that wide receiver room. The Patriots desperately need some of that Omar Epps on offense. I would go ahead at Thornton if he's out there in a deeper league. And a tight end, we mentioned Kate Otten as a streamer. I would be adding him in deeper leagues in case he winds up being the starting tight end the rest of the way out for the Bucs. Uh, Jelani Woods of the Indianapolis Colts. I like him the most talented young tight end of that group. But again, they got three of them with a young quarterback starting now. Might not be great, but on the other hand, he might be the guy who has a connection with Ellinger from having a lot of practice reps with him. So I think that's something you could explore. And finally, Albert O of the Denver Broncos. Again, another guy I'm adding simply in case someone wants to trade for him. I, I like the talent. I don't know whose Cheerios he pissed in over in Denver, but if he got traded to somewhere else, I, I would really like to see what he could do. What a list, Magna Mills. Look, man, there's two sides of the coin here, okay? We're talking about all these great ads and and how, you know, how we can use them on our rosters, but how do we make room for them, bro? That means we always got to drop it like it's hot. So who are we dropping this week? Andy, this is this is the part that always makes me sad because these are all players I generally had some kind of hopes and dreams for. Y'all did when you're drafting them and uh that's what you got to do, though. You got to cut the dead weight. You have to stop being so inefficient. So I'm going to try to give you some players to cut who are owned in at least 40% of ESPN leagues. You've got Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Brees Hall. Ooh, that would, that would hurt a little bit. J.K. Dobbins, Melvin Gordon, Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Javante Williams, 
Marquise Brown, again, if you don't have an IR, if you got IR, go ahead, duck him there. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins. If not, I think you cut him. Who knows when he comes back how much of play. Curtis Samuel, Darnell Mooney, Michael Gallon, Romeo Dobbs, Allen Robinson, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku, again, if you don't have an IR, it's going to miss somewhere between two and five weeks with a high ankle sprain. I would bet it's closer to that four weeks. That's a long time to carry a tight end if you don't have an IR spot. So, again, they have to hurt. That's why they're hard to cut, man. It just I always wish I was in a league. With, and there's never enough bench spots for me. I always want more. It's like, could we get in a situation where there's like three IR spots? <laughs> ah, man, a guy can dream. Thanks for checking out Seize the Gap. We'll be here all season to help you take home that trophy and that sweet, sweet, sweet cash. To do that, you'll need to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Thanks again for listening and or watching. Please remember, follow, rate, comment, like, subscribe, do it all. We need it. Okay, we want it. We appreciate it, and it helps other people find our show. Yes, we want you to win, but we want everyone else to win too because we like people winning. I'm a people person. What the hell is wrong with you people? Mills, tell all these future fantasy champs where they can find us and all of our free content. We're over there getting that sweet, sweet cat. Uh, thanks again for checking out Seize the Gap. Again, find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. You can find us on social needs at FF, and you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. We also talk about Dynasty football, DFS, NFL, cover some shows. It's a good time. If you enjoyed this, you'll probably like that. So you should check it out, and we'd really appreciate it if you did. I'm Magna Mills. He's Jamie G, and we don't really care if you're old. You need to seize the gap. Check back this weekend for our Start Sit updates. We'll see you then. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody. Ah!